Big Rick Podcast. The best of the biggest interviews from Big Rick in the Morning on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com. Hey, Todd. Good morning, buddy. How you doing? Hey, good, Big Rick. How are you doing? You know, if I was any better, Todd, I would be triplets right now. <laughs> That's a new one for me. <laughs> it's a, it's probably too early for that nonsense, right? <laughs> yeah, so so is, is Big Rick, like, uh, because you're a big guy or you're a little guy and it's the opposite? Well, thing? you know, I have a lumpy dad body, so I'm not going to sit here and say I'm buff big, but I'm I'm big enough. Let's just put it that way. Okay. <laughs> I've got uh, Todd Michael Hall who is uh, on the line here. He's on Team Blake with uh, NBC's The Voice, and I see that you're from Saginaw, Michigan, so I have to ask you, Todd, is it uh, Michigan State or Michigan for you? Oh, I graduated from the University of Michigan in 91, so yeah, it's definitely Michigan for me. All right. Well, we've got the Wolverine, uh, Todd Michael Hall here. Uh, Why don't you give us a little bit about your background before you uh, auditioned for The Voice and, and got on Team Blake. What's your background? Tell us more about you. Well, I mean, I'm 50, so it's a little hard to answer that quickly, but I mean, I was always into music, and I sang in bands when I was younger, uh, starting when I was about 15 years old. Um, I did well in school, so I kind of went to college, and by the time I got out, it was 1991, the the music landscape had changed a little bit on me. I kept playing in bands for a while, and probably around the middle of the 90s, I was out for about 10 years, I guess you'd say, Um, and, you know, just focusing on family and the business, and then, uh, and now, you know, I kind of started back in in around 2004 and it's just kind of grown and blossomed and I got into Riot in about 2013 and since then I've played quite a few shows around the world and put out a couple albums and I mean I've put albums out albums of other bands too but I mean so just basically I uh, just got more and more into music and then I don't know I, you know to me the voice I, I had a, an account with NBC.com and they would send me these uh, emails now and then and so last spring I just got an email hey there's an open call audition and they listed some cities and when they listed Chicago I'm like, oh, that's fairly close to me. It's only a five-hour drive. And, and it just so happened to be on a weekend when I was available. You know, the weekend before, my, my daughters had soccer tryouts. The weekend after, we were leaving on a trip to go see my wife's family in India. And so, uh, you know, it just happened to be a free weekend. So I'm like, all right, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I'll see what happens. Actually, my, bro- my brother Rick told me I was stupid. I'm like, what do you think, Rick? He's like, you're stupid. <laughs> They're never going to pick you. <laughs> well, you know, what's really impressive about you is you, you have a passion for heavy metal music. Music, but uh, the song you did was a Tina Turner song. Like, what 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 made you go with that choice? Well, actually, uh, in that case, you know, for the battle round, that ends up being the the coach that decides. So yeah, I mean, and actually, I mean, I love Tina Turner. I knew her from back in the day, so I knew the song. Actually, Joey, my singing partner in that song, she hadn't heard of the song, or at least she didn't remember ever hearing it. Yeah. Um, and so, but I I kind of knew it, and uh, so, but no, that was one Blake picked. And I think what what you'll find in the battle round that's a, a unique situation. Obviously, for a blind audition, I'm the one who wanted to sing, you know, Jukebox Hero because I've loved that song since it came out um but what happens in the battle round is the, the coach, you know, like Blake has to find one that, that mates well with both of you. And, and actually, when they announced it was a Tina Turner song to Joey and I, like, I think we both sat there slack-jawed because she didn't know it. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> but then after I got to practicing it, I realized, wow, this thing's really in my vocal pocket. You know, I can do, I can work with this, you know. Yeah, I so. mean, and, and Tina has a very unique voice, a very unique style. So, I mean, it, I mean, that has to be hard to emulate that by yourself, let alone have 
having a singing partner on that too, right? Yeah, I think the biggest thing when you cover material is to, you know, to be yourself. You know, you don't, I mean, what I try to do is be really faithful to the the melodies of the original. But And sometimes when I sing cover tunes, I can cop a little bit, a bit more of their tone if I want to. But in general, I think people expect you to reinterpret a little bit. Like, usually what happens is like the first part of the song, you definitely want to stick to the melodies. And then later on, you can maybe alter the melodies a little bit. But I tend to be a little bit more of a mimicker when it comes to doing cover songs. I tend to do it more like the original. I don't know why. Like some people can take, you know, whatever and turn it into a reggae version or this and that and, and that's not really my my expertise or my, you know, go to. I tend mm-hmm. to be more like I just try to do a faithful version of the original. Well, you've got a very interesting background. Uh I'm reading your bio here. A really cool story about you and your wife. You were pen pals. She was a what a fan of your band and then you actually ended up going to meet her in India, and then you got married, right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we started writing in around 1993, and I had, you know, when basically I had mailing list forms that, that was back when everybody wrote, you know, and, yeah. and these 13, 14-year-old girls or whatever, they would, they would write your band, and so I would send 10 of these little mailing list forms out to each one, and then it would just keep building and building. So I reached a point where I had about 1,000 people, and, and I, I got a mailing list form from India, from the northeastern part of India, and uh, and I, I responded, sent the thing. Well, then she wrote back and introduced herself, and it was on thin airmail paper, and she had real pretty handwriting. And, and usually I kind of blew off the letters because they were 13, 14-year-old girls asking yeah. about the weather, and I just didn't have a lot of time for that. So, But since she was from another country, I thought, well, I better write and explain to her that I'm not really looking for pen pals, but I don't know. I asked a couple questions, answered a few questions, and I don't know. It, the letters took two weeks to get there and two weeks to get back, so about once a month for uh, for three years we wrote each other, and I finally, you know, we just wrote as friends, but I finally reached a point where I was like, man, I got, I feel like I have a lot in common with this woman. And, and I was reading on India and how they have these arranged marriages, so I was worried that, like, she might get arranged without me ever having a chance to tell her that I had these feelings. So I kind of wrote a letter and, and explained that to her, and she kind of bounced it back. But, you know, was, you know, and so, I don't know, finally in, in 96, I, I flew there to meet her. I, I, my brother Rick flew with me, and, and the stupid thing is we didn't, we didn't book a hotel. We did nothing. We just landed in Calcutta at 11 o'clock at night and hoped she would be there to meet us. And thank God she was, because if she wasn't, we could have been wow. in a lot of trouble. So. That, that is such a such a cool story. You know, that, that, that right there, Todd, is like MySpace before MySpace, if you really think about oh, it. It's, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's pretty unusual. I mean, I it was one. I think the thing is, though, I mean, I, I think what helped me is that you know, you really get to know someone pretty well. Now, granted, I didn't know your everyday things. Like, believe it or not, when I did go with some last-minute questions because what, what happened is the second trip to India uh, where I went, went and saw her in January 97, um, I asked if I could meet her dad, and they were in the process of moving to Kathmandu, Nepal at that time. And so I, I flew into Kathmandu, Nepal that time, and I met her father, and we all had dinner. And then afterwards, everybody split and left me with him so that I could ask him if I could ask his daughter to marry me and stuff. That was pretty scary. And because uh, I had hair down past my waist at the time, and I thought for sure he was going to grill me, but he was such a nice guy. Um, and and uh, he just said, no, it's not like that. Uh, Nono's mother and I want her to be happy, but the decision is completely up to Nono. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's yeah. pretty easy. He made you know? it easy for you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, so I asked her in January of 97, but I, I remember going back with some questions like, all right, do you squeeze the toothpaste tube in the middle or the end? Because <laughs> I didn't know those details. <laughs> nice. Well, Todd Michael Hall is on the hotline. You'll see him on NBC's The Voice. 
Todd, uh, tell us really quick what's next for you in the voice journey. What's the next round? And what, uh, I mean, I know you can't spoil it all, but what, 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 what is it that the listeners can expect from you as you move down this journey with the voice? Yeah, that's all right. I mean, not everybody understands how the show works. They fill up the teams, and after that, they start, you know, to try to have these little, uh, basically whittle the teams down, if you will. And so the battle mm-hmm. rounds are what's going on right now. You can see that tonight. I was in the first episode. Um, there's two more episodes of battle rounds, and after that comes what they call the knockout rounds. The knockout rounds are a little different because you're, you're paired with a person, but you, you both sing a song, but you're, you each sing your own song. You don't sing a duet like you do in the battle rounds. And I'm actually in a special four-way knockout. It's for uh, the, the people that got saved, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And, and ours is special because usually the coach decides in the knockout round, but in the special four-way knockout round, America will be voting and so I, I would need people to vote for me in order to make it through to the to the live rounds okay i know we're running out of time here but uh, todd michael hall on the hotline right now you'll see him on team blake nbc's the voice hey todd love your story i'll be watching and best of luck to you as you move along in the show okay awesome big rick thank you for having me on the show all right uh, good morning mike drell from nbc's the voice he's on team john legend hey good morning mike Good morning, Rick. How are you? You know, uh, if I was any better, I'd be triplets right now. How about you? <laughs> man, if I was, I, I'm great. I'm great. I'm yeah. just happy, man. I'm, I'm wonderful right now. All right. So, so you are uh, in what round in the voice right now? Tell us where you're at and how things are going with it so far. Uh, right now, we've just come out of the battles, uh, and I've won my battle round, and we're, we're heading into knockout. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you're from Georgia. So I, I got to ask: Are you a, a, a Georgia? Is it the Georgia Bulldogs? Right. Right. Or it's no? The Georgia Bulldogs. For sure. Are, are you? Are you? Uh, are you repping the Bulldogs? Who, who, who are you rooting for right now? Man, you know, honestly, I, I haven't been a Bulldogs fan, and it's a shame that I'm not that I'm from Georgia, not a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Yeah. I'm actually a Florida Gator fan, which is no actually way. <laughs> what 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 kind of rift is is in the family right now because of that? Are they, are they okay with it? They're, they're okay with it. Most of my family is not huge SEC fans, and so uh, I don't have to fight with them too much. Besides, maybe my brother he's a, he's a Georgia fan. Yeah, um, but I'm a I'm a Gator fan. I've been a Gator fan maybe since high school, and um, but they haven't been doing too well. So it's it's just it's a sad day for the Gators. It's been it's been pretty sad. Yeah. Well, uh, you have a really interesting background. Um, so your grandmother inspired you to pursue pursue music, but you didn't start off with singing. It was on the drums, right? Correct, correct. So uh, were you inspired by like movies like Drumline, or, or were you playing like rock band drums? Tell us more about your background growing up in music. Well, I, my, dr- my love for drums started early. Uh, I grew up in the church, and so, then, of course, being in church, there's so many instruments that you can, you know, you get to choose from. You see every weekend, a lot of the boys in the church wanted to play drums. It was just the coolest thing to do. And so, I, you know, I started playing air drums. And then after a while, I, I just kept playing. After my grandmother brought, bought my drum set for me, and I started playing with her in the nursing communities back at home, that just fueled my fire even more. Um, <laughs> I wanted to find ways to just always play drums, but... There were so many other drummers in the church, so many other kids that wanted to play drums. Um, we were just oversaturated, oversaturated with drummers. But that was my first love. Like, that was my introduction to music was playing drums. And then, of course, 
when all the other drumline movies and stuff came out, that was even more fuel because we, in high school band, um, by that time I was playing trumpet, mm-hmm. but in high school band, like that was that was something that was huge. It was a huge movement, that drumline movement. Well, that was huge. And so, you know, drums has always been my first love. Okay. Uh, and then you, you, when you gained those drum skills as a young man, you would go with your grandmother and, and she would sing at retirement homes and you were playing backup at those events, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, so I was, I was definitely growing up. So, so what was your grandmother singing at these events? What what, what kind of music was it? Uh, she had a hymnal that she would carry around, and some of the songs were out of the hymnal. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, actually, most of them that I remember her singing, they they were from her hymnal. She would just turn to a few that she was playing and singing, and I was accompanying her on the drums. You know, I had my drum set up, and once she started singing, I would ease my way in to make sure I wasn't overplaying or underplaying, but just a compliment to what she was doing. Yeah. And you now have a foundation in her name, and you use this foundation to give back, and you pr- still perform at retirement homes, right? Or no? Yes. Yes, sir. Well, of course, with COVID-19, I haven't been able to get yeah. back out, but I have been using, um, just whenever I'm in town, whenever uh, I have an opportunity, I stop by some retirement communities and go in and provide music for them. And uh, I'm doing in the name of I Will Do, which is the name of the foundation uh, that I'm starting in the name of my grandmother and my grandfather. And uh, we do that just to volunteer, to spread love and to give back to the community. Um, and I just like to do it, you know, one to give some good quality music to people that may not necessarily see it often. And um, it's just an awesome thing to do. I, I, I felt like it's a way for me to give back and to honor my grandmother at the same time. Man, that is outstanding. Mike Jarrell from uh, NBC's The Voice. He's on Team John Legend. And uh, I'm reading your bio here, Mike. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed about you, you've kind of known your calling for a long time. And you've, like, rooted that into your life in so many different ways. So because of all this, you went on to study music education, and you're now – or, or are you still a middle school chorus teacher? Are you still doing that? I'm not a middle school chorus teacher right now. Um, okay. Right before I went on to The Voice, I was doing some other things. But middle school teaching, or teaching in general, is just a passion of mine. Um, mm-hmm. I love education. My grandmother was an educator. Uh, my grandfather was also in the school system with coaching and education. And uh, I think he was a principal and stuff like that. And so... Education has always just been a, a big part of my life. And, of course, why not music? It's something that I love to do. And, you know, we can connect on so many different levels with music. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I've taught middle school. I, I also teach privately. I have students that's ranging in all ages. And so it's just been something for me to continue to do and continue to give back as, as, long, as well as with the passion that I have for it. Um, education is, plays a big part in my life. So here's where I'm really impressed, Mike. You teamed up with Zach Day recently on the the, the battle round, okay? And you did M- Miguel's Adorn, which that is a challenging song. Oh, my goodness. And you guys knocked it out of the park. Tell me what it was like to, to go through that process and team up on that song and then actually just knock it out of the park with your performance. Man, it was, it was a... It was a crazy experience. Um, everybody on the show this season is so talented. They're so good. And so, like, just to have someone as good as Zach to pair with us, it's under the share the stage with him. But at the same time, you know, I, I was willing to listen to what John was saying and take the advice that he was given and figure out how to make that work for the performance. Um, and that was the biggest thing is converting because, like you said, the Miguel song, Adorn, is 
it's a it's a challenge within itself. And so and also trying to make it your own at the same time and you're sharing the song with another partner. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things are playing into this and so a lot of ebb and flow, a lot of give and take and you know, just trying to stay focused throughout the the performance. It was uh it was fun, man. It was fun. I mean, I was just floored watching it and seeing it play back to me. It was it was it was an amazing it was an amazing experience. Um so, I mean, the preparation for it, it was somewhat difficult because, like I said, finding ways to maneuver around what was already set in place as Miguel being such a powerful, powerful yeah. singer as he is, and he is so finessful and so good. And so, you know, it's our job to portray that same message. And I just did the best that I could. Yeah, and, and Miguel just makes it look so effortless, too. <laughs> I bet that's, bet that's hard to follow, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got Mike Jarrell on the Goober 95.1 hotline. He is one of the contestants on NBC's The Voice. You'll see him uh, move through future rounds. I think you you, you could win this thing, man. I really do. Uh, so gr- great job on the Miguel song. I look forward to watching you. Uh, tell the listeners real quick where they can find you on the interweb, social media, all that good stuff, and check your music out. You can find me on all social media outlets at Mike Jarrell. That's M-I-K-E-J-E-R-E-L. Follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram and uh, YouTube and Facebook. Also download the NBC The Voice app. If you're on TikTok, you can find me at Mike Jarrell Official. Oh. Mike Jarrell Official, that is. M-I-K-E-J-E-R-E-L Official. All right. Well, I, I'm a, I'm like one of those soccer dads. I don't have TikTok, but my kids do. But, <laughs> I, but I'll follow you everywhere else, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Mike Jarrell, give him a big hand. He's... Uh, on NBC's The Voice, man. I can't wait to see you perform next, and uh, good luck, and I wish you nothing but the best, man. Thanks so much, Rick. Thanks for listening to The Big Rick Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See exclusive video interviews and content now with The Big Rick in the Morning YouTube channel. Subscribe now at onairwithrick.com.